I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. And we're starting a new season of X-Men, the animated series. Hooray! Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Good night. <laughs> I'm going to see you all in the next episode. Ryan's going to bed now. Ryan's sleepy. <laughs> but you know what will wake you right up? Morph in a cowboy costume. Oh, my God. <laughs> Back when we were young, we experienced a change. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say that this episode isn't a skip because it's kind of wonderful and fun. It is. But if you care about only episodes with plot, then this would be a skip for you because it has no... Well, holding over or bearing oh, I don't think it does with the rest of the season either. I mean I don't remember if Morph comes back yet again or not at the end of this episode they kind of leave it open as to whether or not the writers will care about bringing him back so I don't they keep remember, on doing this they keep on being like hey what if we bring Morph back but from once, the dead just again. for like a second and then maybe we put him on a shelf for a little bit and then we bring and him like, back literally, out of whenever he's here yeah and whenever they need him it's just for them to pair him off with wolverine a wolverine it's like it's getting so much like it's 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 like okay so the writers this whole were, episode is a wolverine more fanfic like to an extent that is yeah i'm at the point where i'm like it has to be intentional at this point because it is like this episode's really gay, like gayer than usual. And it's like, I mean, it's nice. It's nice to watch this after X3, which was not good. Awful. And this no. is just like a fun, refreshing app of X3. This, yeah, this is the series. opening of season four, by the way, I guess. Is, I think it's in the it? episode that it, I don't know what season we're on anymore, but I well, guess we're it's at four. season four. Oh my God. Can you believe we're in season four, Maddie? How many years have we been doing this show? I two? don't know. Apparently <laughs> it's two. It actually doesn't feel like it's been that long, but we're releasing episodes at such a slow clip that I guess it really is taking us this long. But yeah, as a result of that, I don't even remember the last time that we saw Morph, but let's try to do it previously on the X-Men. Anyway. Uh, previously on the X-Men. This is season four. There haven't been other episodes yet. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> well, I guess we can at least say that I think the last time we saw Morph, he had been co-opted by Mr. Sinister and Mr. Sinister like put a brainwashing jelly bean into his brain and was like, <laughs> now you're my love slave. And I so forgot about that part. All of that had happened. And so Morph is trying to recover from all of that with Moira. Also from the time that he died. Yeah. Because he did. Sent a, oh, that's important to note in right. this because, okay, in the first episode, of Morph the series, dies. Like season one. Way back. Season one, episode one, <laughs> Sentinel show up and they kill the shit out of. Oh, actually, I think it's episode two. It kills the shit out of Morph, mm-hmm. and then we think he's dead all the way until season two when Mister Sinister pulls him out of the grave and he's like, "Now that I've found your corpse, I'm gonna bring you alive and fuck you." And like, you <laughs> and know, as Mister Sinister and, does. And, you know, Morph is traumatized by that, understandably, but he's also traumatized by his memories of his own death. And so is Wolverine, because Wolverine was there in the clearing when the Sentinels blasted Morph's chest. And so he, all of, everybody's traumatized in this episode. I mean, it's a legitimate thing to be traumatized by. It's it like, is. Remember that yeah, thing no, that almost totally killed legit. you? Yeah, it all makes sense. Everybody's feelings make sense in this episode. Except for, okay, Xavier's wildly out of character in this because he's actually nice. He is actually nice in this episode. 
I was I was pleasantly surprised by this. I was like, yeah, there's like all these times where Worf was like screaming, "My PTSD!" and, and Xavier Xavier's was like, like, "Maybe be responsible about it." And it was kind of <laughs> nice. I didn't hate it. He didn't go into his mind yeah, or anything. He just was like a chill bud. I, that's very strange for Xavier. But yeah. maybe this is why people like that guy because they just um, remember episodes like this one and then they forget about all the other episodes. I guess I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's not where the episode starts. It starts on Weir Island. Cue the bagpipes. Of course. And then Moira's looking at like a 3D image of Morph that she made in MS Paint on a computer. (laughs) Morph is there, by the way. Yeah, they're just both there. And so Moira tells Morph that it seems like he's over all the nightmares and like he's physically okay, but that... Uh, Maddie, that's not what she sounds like. (laughs) I don't know if I could do this today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not even going to try. She says all of that in an adorable Scottish accent. Oh, good job. You nailed it. And so then Morph still wants to go back to the X-Men and Moira is like, you probably shouldn't do that, dude. Like the X-Men is pretty tough gig. They're vigilantes. They're constantly fighting shit. I don't know if you're up for that. And Morph is like, well, I am. <laughs> and leaves. I mean, I, I mean, pretty much. He just gets he on a plane. He transforms into some of the other X-Men and tells jokes before he does, but he still leaves. The, okay. There's a lot of him transforming into stuff in this episode that also just gives him additional powers. And that was really confusing to it me. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, some yeah. of it makes some sense, but some of them don't. At all, but whatever. Yeah, we can get there when we get there. So he gets he gets on the plane. He reads. He, did you notice he reads a magazine that's just like Mutant Magazine? No. And I was like, really? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> not discreet that at in all. Addition dude. to Sky Mall now and planes everywhere. Like, that's almost magazine. like if you were on a plane in the nineties before people could really come out of the closet, and you were just reading like a gay porn mag, and you're like, you're just reading. Like, I'm out. cool with this, and everyone's like, fuck. What's with this dude, you know? And you're like, I'm just reading it for the articles. Anyway, back at a place we've never seen before called Zydex. Oh, my God. There's a bunch of machines moving tubes and pipes around. It looks around. like Mr. Sinister's lair, but it's not. It's like Mr. Sinister's cyberpunk lair. He's actually not involved in this episode at all. We shouldn't confuse everyone by suggesting he is. No, but then a bunch of Sentinels. They, okay, they literally just like explode through the wall and it was very comical to watch. Like I started watching because it was just calmness and then the Sentinels like blew apart the walls, blew a bunch of shit up and they steal something and they leave. And I was like, wait. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they just steal just like, white tube. We are here. And I was like, what? Where did you come from? How did nobody notice you fly over here? You guys are the size of a building. Yeah. Well, they flew in. And so- also, by the way, when they're investigating this incident whereby this tube of white material is stolen, no one seems to know who did it either. Like, there's like no witnesses of what the Sentinels are or anything. They're just like, it's a terrorist attack. Anyway, it's it's really funny that no one understands what caused it. But anyway, the no. Sentinels steal this tube and the tube is... Basically, it doesn't really matter what it is. Like, it sort of does, but it also really doesn't. They will explain it later, but for the moment, we don't need to know what it is at all. And back at the X-Mansion, the mutant alarm oh, is going off. Oh, my God. It's like all the X-Men are like, all the way. By the way, Storm is wearing something amazing again Yeah, I here. think it's her same green outfit from before that we I think it's a liked. different one. I think that she's the only character in... She's the only X-Men who owns more than one pair of clothing. Yeah, and so she's her wearing uniform. her second pair of clothing. I like it, though. Yeah, and I know. So, so they're all running, all the X-Men, except for Rogue and Gambit, because they're just mysteriously... on vacation together, apparently. I maybe don't they're know still they in Paris from the oh, Nightcrawler thing. You, you're right. They probably still are. But Logan came really home know. early. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. So so basically, the it's mutant alarm is going Storm off. Storm and Cyclops who are running down the hall towards the mutant oh, alarm. Oh, is Beast not there? Oh, he probably is. Yeah, he's there. He's there. I just don't. And they're all like, and they're saying something like, "Oh my God, it must be this distress. It must be something really bad if Xavier's summoning all of us all at once." It's like he's doing the mutant alarm and he's in their heads screaming, "You need to get down to the <laughs> war room immediately." <laughs> Which, okay, so maybe this is on par for Xavier because then they get down to the war room and it's just Gene and Xavier standing there with, like, balloons and shit. And, and like, a cake like, and, like, a welcome home sign and they're like, it's a party! And <laughs> also just staring also, at them like, like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah, and it's, it's like... I also like Gene waves and I was like, Gene, why are you in on this? Why are you both being horrible right now? So <laughs> okay, also, also they don't even explain what it is at all. Like Cyclops is like, I don't get it. If this is for Gambit and Rogue, you're a week early. 
<laughs> also, like, does that imply they got engaged? What's happening? <laughs> no. And where I think are it's they? It's supposed to be like they're on vacation, but they're supposed to be coming home a week from now. And okay, so, but also, this is like a surprise party for Morph, right? Yes, but like, but don't you think Xavier should have told them? Okay, what it should have Xavier like? Was a surprise also for the X Men that the Morph was coming home? Apparently so, because what happens next is that Logan sniffs the air and smells Morph and is like, he's like, I my boyfriend's here. It. Yeah, which is cute. And then the elevator dramatically opens and Morph steps out of it and then b starts quoting poetry <laughs> okay wait 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 b starts for like making out blatantly. I, okay i'm glad that we both have the same note that says wolverine and more hardcore make out right now admittedly all they do is hug but come on also what were those pants that gene gray was wearing i wasn't paying any attention because when i all that i wrote down here was that beast was quoting poetry and there's a really funny pan over to scott who's just standing there looking really annoyed and i don't know <laughs> i mean I don't know if they, like intentionally animated that or if they just like forgot to put a facial expression on him or something but it's really funny because okay, it's like, but, like scott is like is why the... the fuck are we doing any of this oh he's like also <laughs> why did you set off all the alarms yeah. to throw a surprise party? Don't you think you should have told us that we were throwing a surprise party before we got to the surprise party? Also, like, why not just send a telepathic message to everybody being like, come to the war room immediately? Like, I don't know. You don't need to set off the fucking alarms. <laughs> like, people are gonna come there. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Alright. Wait. Okay, so, all the way, by the way, Beast is, like, quoting poetry for this entire scene. He just keeps he's going. Just, he's just reciting a full poem. Well, that's how he shows his excitement about something is just quoting a full poem i know it's it's villaquez i wrote down some of it it's not even worth explaining what it no, is no it's 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 really not it, but it's the then xavier proposes a toast and then in the middle of the toast gene interrupts them all for like a secondary actual mutant alarm where she's like something <laughs> terrible's happening we better turn on the news and then she does. okay but like wait 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 but like not that the news explains at all what's happening no. they're just like no they're like <laughs> so they're like this kind of special plastic is stronger than steel and anyway, it's, it's missing been stolen and we and, don't and, and xavier goes we need to go investigate immediately because the consequences could be dire and i was like based on what that news report told you nothing and also like it's really funny because like in response to this gene is like do you suspect someone of doing this professor and xavier just basically goes this sounds bad we need to learn more and like doesn't answer the question which is basically him admitting that he doesn't know who did it and also the news doesn't know who also, did it also they don't know what it is yeah. they don't know they what don't it is they don't even have any footage of like sentinels why would flying they care in? It's yeah, exactly. There's no reason for the X Men specifically to go investigate this. Like, shouldn't the Avengers be on this shit? Yeah, that's a good point. Or like, I don't know, the U.S. government or Shield. Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, like anybody else from the Marvel universe, but the X Men. Now, I understand that it turns it out to be Sentinel related. So, like, well, yeah, yeah, that's just lucky though. Like the X Men, <laughs> I feel like they should have at least introduced the idea of the Sentinels being involved here. But I get why they can't because they need to have a reason for Morph to go and to end up in a situation with Sentinels again without him knowing that that's what it's going to be but it is kind of unbelievable because currently the x-men think that an expensive piece of plastic cloth that's like super durable and is intended for military use has been stolen but like why would they be that worried about that it's basically like plastic armor like who fucking I don't, cares i don't know I it's like, like they, they should have i feel like the sentinels should have been stealing like a missile or something like i feel like that would have been easier for us to understand i mean maybe they wanted the plastic armor because then if they were metal magneto can't tear them apart but they don't they really don't have a run in they don't have any canonical explanation I for mean, why I, they honestly want this. this episode doesn't make any sense it and really I'm just doesn't. gonna th- it, float that out there, it but it's really fun. Doesn't matter at all. Um. So then, in response to this, Logan immediately volunteers himself and Morph as the two people who are gonna I know. go. Well, it's like Morph and I are just gonna go. And Xavier's <laughs> like, "Do you even know where you're going?" Xavier and Logan's like, "I'm just trying to get us out of the house as quickly as possible so we can <laughs> and fuck. into an X jet immediately." I'm getting like, really just trying to get us to leave this room. And yeah. so he <laughs> like, says to Morph, ready to get back in the saddle. And this is when Morph turns into John Wayne and starts like. Like, I don't even know why. Okay, he's just a cowboy. He just becomes a cowboy. And then and he, and he's becomes, like goes on for ten minutes. He's just like, Well, partner, I can't if wait I would like to, to, to yeah, I, I know he's like, White kid, don't we go have our own personal radio if you get the way that I'm gonna <laughs> capture you with my lasso? And Logan's just standing there like grinning he and is I'm grinning. like it's actually really cute. Like it's Logan like, just like has his mouth ajar in this huge grin throughout this entire section. And like I posted it to the mutant ages if you guys want to see it. Don't believe it. And yeah, then yeah. after this, Morph turns into Strong Guy, whose character they've never met, by the way, so I don't 
don't know why he knows who that is. You know, it's just like one of those things with the animators. Like, like, let's do a shout out to this character. And then he turns into some professor that I don't even know what character that's supposed to be, honestly. I don't know. He's just morphing into a bunch of characters. He's just like reminding Wolverine about their sex thing that they do where he morphs into different I mean, he could have turned into Gene again and be like, hey, Hey. Logan. Wait, would it be? Oh, hold on. How funny would it be if he did that in front of Gene and he's like, hey, Logan. And you know, the morph's just like, hey, Logan, can't wait to bring you upstairs later. And Gene's just like, what's happening here and scott is like we both know what's happening like why are we I, yeah and also like scott that is my headcanon for why scott is so annoyed during this scene because like now wolverine is no longer interested in him or gene anymore and they can't have their weird threesome because now morph is back and so wolverine's attentions are elsewhere so that's just like a secondary funny thing also i have a question where's jubilee again i don't know she's just she hasn't been around I, for okay, a while can I, right? can I just put this out there people don't like jubilee on the show and she's barely even in the show (laughs) yeah it's like well from the five scenes we've seen her in she's seen fine to me so what's the problem i don't know maybe we'll finally get to the final season and she'll be annoying then but like she's not even in this episode so whatever she's not even there i like i i don't know jubilee is strange on this show she's not in this app so logan and morph get in a jet and fly off together and And fuck in the jet and the jet also becomes mystique and then we come back and they're in their afterglow and so then they send out a drone they're basically just investigating the place where the sentinels broke in i guess and there's apparently only one soldier guarding the entire compound like they do a little drone thing to see like who's guarding what and there's literally one soldier which also is widely unrealistic because this place has just been attacked by terrorists question mark and they have one soldier standing out in front of this oh huge God. gate being like so morph transforms into this guy's commander and like tells him that he's relieved of duty and then like as the guy's walking away morph like laughs really loudly like <laughs> there are so many moments in this episode where like morph is transformed to someone else and then they need him to do his like little morph giggle to like indicate I- to the viewer like, i guess that it's morph <laughs> as though it isn't incredibly obvious that it's morph but whatever so they do I mean, that this is why mystique is a better shapeshifter because mystique just like acts really well and then if they figure her out she kills them with their like thighs a better spy yeah well morph is like a comedy character so i mean that's true i i don't really understand morph on this show but whatever and meanwhile logan's in the fucking trees playing tarzan again yeah and then he leaps out and he's he helps out by cutting open the wait. lock oh wait but yeah and then they're walking in and they have this is this line is so gay because it's like logan's like looks like you haven't lost your touch and morph's like looks like you haven't lost your touch either and i was like okay you do <laughs> so like before they can start making out again the helicopter flies up and it start like beaming a searchlight around and they somehow manage to avoid it by like running around a corner together and like cuddling over there and then logan is like just so you know morph i always knew in my gut you'd be coming back and morph is like you're not gonna get all mushy and logan's like i don't get mushy and like suddenly <laughs> gets really insecure and like punches a wall so that they can get through it and it's oh really my funny. god i don't know why that was happening i was just like it's because logan is really mushy and then suddenly got really self-conscious about it it was like logan no. is basically all emotion and that's all he is I he's know. rage and emotion wait that's the same thing whatever claws and emotion yeah so they walk in through this hole that logan made into the wall and like the whole room is destroyed logan makes a joke where he's like looks like my place after a card game which like Okay. okay so wait are you wait so you so, say you know we, strip poker slash fight poker where everybody like <laughs> it just destroys all the furniture in their immediate vicinity um, i don't really i mean that joke was just like i knew that it, it was it's not him supposed to that, be sexual it's supposed to be like oh everybody's a sore loser i think and like is throwing yeah, things or oh, whatever well, yeah i don't know i took it as a sexual thing well, i was yeah, like because- what are you doing i see i think it's like strip poker and then they like fucked so hard across the room that like you know they like destroyed we, you, all the walls yeah you know yeah you know one of those like movies where like there's a hot sex scene a makeout scene that's finally happening and they just smash into every fucking piece of furniture right in the room until it's just completely a mess you mean basically like the dark phoenix sex scene from x3 i mean she was doing that with her mind but you yeah, know people but, you know she I could still destroy I wish, Logan's body I wish i was having furniture. a yeah i wish i was having a makeout session that just like destroy the furniture as we cross the room well so. if you're two superheroes fucking like it's gonna happen i mean that's true i mean imagine she hulk fucking juggernaut because that happened uh, i don't want to imagine it though <laughs> anyway 
anyway, meanwhile, Cyclops is on the communicator, like watching through the drone from really far away, which is really funny. It's the also show really just funny. Suddenly reveals, like, by the way, Cyclops is also watching this on a camera from really far away. But whatever, yeah. he's like, make it fast, Wolverine. The mini jet camera shows increased security activity, and, and, Logan, Logan, goes, and Logan just goes, "Keep your shirt on, pretty boy." And I was like, "Woo, hello, Logan. Uh, you know that Cyclops is getting a little jealous right now. You can smell it, I can't know, you?" It's really funny. But then Logan does smell something else, which is the Sentinels. And yeah, and Morph's like, easy, big guy. It's just me. And we're like, and Logan oh, immediately this is, gay. is like, let's get out of here. Like he doesn't tell Morph what he smells. He just immediately is like, let's get out. And like they haven't even done anything yet. They've barely even entered the compound. I mean, honestly, I don't know what they're doing there at I all. Don't but either. okay, I think the purpose of it was just to investigate what happened. And as soon as Logan smells the Sentinels, he's like, oh, I know what happened. The Sentinels stole this, and also we need to leave. But he doesn't say that to Morph. He's just like, let's leave. <laughs> He's not like, we've completed our mission. I figured out what this is. Let's get the fuck out of here. He's just like, let's leave. And Morph agrees and is like, okay, let's leave. I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> well, if we find out in a psycho, Morph sees... Okay, so Morph sees a Sentinel boot print and he has like a post-traumatic... Yeah, like, like a flashback. And I, I remember, I wrote a note here. This is a, I wish I was stoned during this because I that know, whole flashback sequence so is trippy. so trippy. It is like... <laughs> Just so you all know, okay, so... This is a fun stoned app, because it's yeah, pretty so, fun I, anyway, For our listeners but. that need to know that in advance, but there is a scene in here that would be phenomenally better if you were stoned. It's so. actually, like, pretty cool animation, even if you're sober, though, because... So there's all I mean, these... True. There's all these, like, overlapping images of Morph remembering his own death, remembering the Sentinels shooting at him, and it's, like, intercut with the actual footage of the present. Yeah, where Morph and they're is doing, like, there. weird color splashes on the screen. Yeah, and then they cut to, like, Mr. Sinister kidnapping him, and, like, all of these things that he's trying to repress essentially and not get over and it's i don't know it's a pretty cool series of images oh and also we see like him sac- the fact that he sacrificed himself to save logan which is very romantic and important to note here um, okay and so then he comes to and logan is like standing there with his arms around him or whatever being like I, I mean yeah i was like i was like okay this is they're very they're very much in a relationship again and, but morph is upset and he's like you knew don't baby me because he's like realizes that logan knew about the sentinels and that's why he was trying to get him out of there and morph is like either i'm part of the team or i'm not and then he runs off and logan is like i thought this one would be easy and it's like i know meanwhile like more i don't know why he thought that but also morph like kind of beats the shit out of wolverine when he's like freaking out punching his chest like don't baby me (laughs) (laughs) the next scene is storm doing a little monologue about how sad things are for morph and yeah she's like things really suck for morph he has ptsd and like what should we do and beast is like this is a lot like moby dick written by herman melville and it's like beast what the fuck are also, you saying no right it's now? not i don't he just wants to say it's like sometimes <laughs> the writers just have beast, beast quote books like, even if they don't know what the books are okay but it, it's like a really funny character choice for him though like because he's just like literally standing there being like morph is like ahab facing the great white whale and just like beast monologuing in the background about nothing and everyone just like turns to each other and is like so anyway uh back to the actual conversation we're having right now <laughs> i know i know and also i was so confused when he said that at first because he was like oh, he's just like Ahab. And Ahab's also a character that's in the Marvel Universe. And I was like, wait, what? And then I realized that if they were referencing <laughs> the book. Moby I Dick, know. Yeah. Anyway, Xavier is like, I prayed we had eliminated the last of the Sentinels. And then like does a little monologue reminding the audience of what the Sentinels were. And then he's like, who brought them back? And then we cut to Master Mold's head, which is just... Which is in a cave. And we're supposed all, to still is fine, apparently, and still works. I don't I don't know why it would be. I don't know. And also, he has all these Sentinels sentinels that respond only to him yes. and i guess they're hiding in the mountains somewhere and nobody in the entire government or the country has noticed these yeah, giant robots like flying a around bunch of huge fucking robots in a huge underground lair it's pretty goofy honestly it is it's extremely and also okay also when master mold's just ahead he just kind of looks like a crane bodysuit yeah so i mean like that's pretty much what we're looking at here yeah and so he's monologuing to the sentinels about how they've stolen this polymer and they're going to use it to rebuild his body to make him virtually into 
indestructible. The same skin I will use to rebuild a whole generation of sentinels. And then he's like, there are two more people who need to witness my resurrection. Trask and Gyric. And the sentinels are like, we're not programmed to apprehend non-mutant humans, Master Mold. And then Master Mold like shines a laser beam into all their <laughs> eyes and reprograms them so that they can apprehend Oh Trask my god. That that scene is certainly something. Yeah, and then like as a quick afterthought, Master Mold's like, oh, also can you grab that mutant who destroyed my body? Because I want that guy too. And they're like, okay. And then the Sentinels fly off to do that. I didn't even remember who the mutant was who destroyed his body, but apparently it's Xavier. I, I don't think it is him. I, don't I think either. that's just he wasn't there. Well, but like, are we just misremembering the way that that fight went down? Because I feel I thought like it was, it was like all the X-Men together. Yeah, wasn't it like all of them all together doing different things? I thought, okay, I'm with you. I don't know what happened. I don't either. And I guess I could go back and try to find out. I guess we're never going to find out. But I'm pretty anyway, sure that Xavier didn't do it. Anyway. No, Xavier can't do anything. Why would he be able to fight a giant robot? Maybe it's supposed to be like because Xavier was the leader of the X-Men, Master Mold is like, I'm just going to grab I mean, that maybe guy. Master Mold just has shitty programming. That's also an option. It is. So... Anyway, Xavier and Morph are going on a little evening walk slash roll together outside. And this is the scene that we said we didn't think sucked for once, where Xavier's yeah. like, don't blame Logan for his behavior. He may not have been over you almost dying. And also you might not be over it. And then Morph is like, I'm fine. I'll never get better if you all keep holding my hand. And Xavier's like, uh, well, okay, but I'm not going to put you on an, ass an assignment to fight the Sentinels because that would be That's, ridiculous yeah, and you're clearly like not trigger, up for it. I don't know. And also, self-confidence is a delicate thing and I want yours to be strong again. And I was like, honestly, that's fair. Like, I mean, honestly, I feel like all those, those lines should have been delivered by Storm and not Xavier, but okay. Well, only because we like her better. If anything, this well, is Well, also a because scene, she's like a compassionate person and Xavier's not. It is kind of strange that Xavier now suddenly does understand how mental health works and is like you're clearly not ready to do this but it also doesn't really help because you know morph is gonna like charge in there anyway but it's fine right so um sentinels are flying around just like over a playground and scott and gene and storm just like see it in in a car like they just see the sentinels going by and they're like yeah. uh-oh <laughs> it's really weird I know. I, that is really funny and then Beast pulls up a Sentinel hol hologram back at... Is he there? Yeah, is he's he at like, the war room. He's back at the okay. war room and he's like creating like a Also, like why are the X-Men in a car? Why were they I there? I don't know. I don't know why that scene <laughs> is there. Like there's just randomly a scene where the X-Men see the see the Sentinels going by and they're like, uh-oh. And then quickly goes back to the war room where Beast is and Beast like... Beast is like, he's Sentinels. Creating, yeah. He's like in the midst of studying the Sentinels and like Master Mold or what, I don't think they know about Master Mold yet, but he's basically just like looking at the interior of a Sentinel. I don't know where he got it, by the way. He's just like looking at it on a computer. And then I don't know. he's interrupted by sensors, which are detecting intruders, which I guess are the actual Sentinels showing up. I don't know. And so then Morph outside with Xavier is like, admitting that Xavier's right and he's like you're right about the Sentinels I just I hate to admit it and then Beast calls prof the professor on his little calm thing and is like professor defense systems indicate multiple intruders and Xavier's like I sense no extraneous minds present and then Morph starts freaking out because it's the Sentinels and they're yeah, suddenly he there he knows what's about to happen yeah and so the Sentinel scans Morph and there's this shot of it superimposing the word expendable over him and then scanning Xavier and being like target acquired and morph has a gun but he he's too afraid to shoot it because he's like in well, the midst also, of a panic but so, attack but xavier also has a gun because he's got it and he goes to shoot them and he just drops it on the ground instead and it's like xavier how did you fuck that up <laughs> like i don't even understand <laughs> Well, there just has to be a way that the Sentinels can apprehend Xavier because that's what needs to happen for plot well, reasons. Well, I mean, I don't know because then like Beast runs out and he's got his Banjo Kazooie backpack yeah, again and, and Wolverine's Logan there also, and like somehow yeah. still the Sentinels manage to grab Xavier. Like I didn't write down every single aspect of this fight, but basically it's like Beast shoots one Sentinel and then that Sentinel is holding Xavier while Beast shoots <laughs> him, and then he drops Xavier. And like, <laughs> luckily another Sentinel catches him because there's no because way nobody that Beast else is. 
was going, going to, to be able to. Like, it was not a good plan. Xavier can fly now. That's his new power since so he, he like lost his ability to walk. into the hand of the second sentinel that catches him and then flies away. Logan yeah. leaps up on it and tries to scratch him, but ultimately falls off. And then Beast runs up and is like, are you okay? And Logan's like, who cares? They got Xavier. And then Worf is just in the background sobbing. Crying. It's actually really sad. Like, he's sobbing. And he's like, I froze, Logan. And Logan just goes, oh, Morph. And it's like I, cute, it's like, but sad. It is cute, but also like a lot. I know. Now all the X-Men, except for Rogan, Gamma, and Jubilee yeah. are in the briefing room. And Gene's like, I can't sense Xavier nearby. <laughs> and we're like, thanks, Gene. We literally saw a robot pick him up and leave the country. So, but thanks, Gene, for your help. There's no reason for Gene to I, you be know what? on I this really... show anymore. And it's actually upsetting to me. I, I was going to say, we've gone back to Gene being like so even useless. less. Like use... less than useless. Like she, yeah, I know. she literally is like, I guess Xavier's unconscious because I can't sense him. And it's like, fucking yeah, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like psychic powers on this show are like the equivalent of a cell phone in a horror movie where they need to. <laughs> just find a way to disarm it because if they have access to communications between each other then the plot doesn't work anymore so they just have to invent a reason why either xavier or gene is yeah jesus like using i don't powers. sense people nearby today yeah and everybody just literally ignores no, it actually jesus just standing in the room and she goes i feel like logan's in this room and logan's like i'm looking at you yeah like we're standing here looking at each other and eye everybody contact just like turns back to each other and is like so anyway back to those of us who have powers that work and morph is like <laughs> moira was right I wait never morph and logan here are both sitting here screaming about like which one is the oh my god who this made is the so worst funny. decision they're like morph's like morris said i wasn't ready to go and logan's like i'm the one who should be able to defeat the sentinel and morph's like but i'm the one who froze and logan's like but it's me and i should have saved him and then Psychops eventually scott goes both of you shut up and it's like i really love funny. it i laughed so hard it's at that because really i was like funny according to the like my own headcanon of scott being like pissed off at the two of them <laughs> where he's just like i can't deal with this lover's quarrel right now like no whatever. and like then they stop talking then we notice that beast has just been talking in the background to himself oh, quoting shit different fucking poem okay he's <laughs> quoting ozymandias which like is an apropos poem about like a huge statue that gets destroyed and so he's talking about like the sentinels except he doesn't know about master mold yet so i was kind of like oh this is really cool beast is quoting this poem and he's gonna like reveal that master mold exists but he actually doesn't know that so it's just like the irony from the writers i know and so i like that but it also makes no sense in character for him to be doing that and then i just wrote from cyclops please just tell me what in the fuck is going on which i'm sure isn't actually a slide (laughs) but it's basically to beast cyclops is like please stop fucking quoting a poem dude and like tell me what's happening i know i know i I love that he he's like oh well well, anyway i found these coordinates that are inside the sentinel's brains that say exactly where they're going and (laughs) And also he's like also i pulled up gyric and trask's tinder profiles and like (laughs) here they are yeah so trask and gyric are just like in a fucking cabin in the middle of nowhere but before we get there we're not even there yet and then cyclops morph is like i want to go and cyclops is just like no dude you're not (laughs) fucking going like you have more than proven that you don't get to go (laughs) so he just like tells a lie basically and he's like uh we need someone to stay in the war room in case the professor contacts us i mean it would be funny that like it would be funny if jubilee walked in after they left and and she's like like, oh i can do it and then cyclops is like shit uh (laughs) no i was gonna say after they left jubilee walks in and she's like she's like oh they put you on war room duty too (laughs) and mars like yeah and jubilee's like sucks to be you want to go out because we're not doing anything so yeah that's not what happens unfortunately jubilee's not in this episode except it's like cyclops is either like jubilee stay here and pretend to have a job pretend to be a nurse (laughs) like that time she was like i'm not a nurse or she he's like Let's just have you get captured by the government facility yeah, and just it's like, like either Jubilee has the most difficult job ever or she doesn't have a job at all. I don't know why we're talking about Jubilee. She's not in this because episode. Because we she's not been around for several episodes Let's just and I'm clearly annoyed back about on it. Past Jubilee moments that we've Yeah, liked. remember that time when she sprayed off the graffiti? That was great. Okay. Back to this episode. <laughs> um so uh, morph's crying again morph's crying and he's like i can't i can't blame you for not trusting me and logan's like don't worry you'll get your shot and then they fly away and morph watches it sadly and clenches his fists and he goes i'm not i'm useless. not useless and we're like okay okay so uh, meanwhile, meanwhile trask and gyrick are living on the set of dead island they together are basically or the set of gilligan's this, okay, this, island this is all thing was like 
super gay, it right? Like really they're both gay. wearing like so okay, funny. let's describe what they're wearing. So they're living together in a cabin in the woods in the jungle yeah. by themselves, With right? Like a little and like thatched roof. Like this is like a jungle getaway. Yeah, for I, them. I don't even know. And so they're wearing like ripped off short shorts and they're and, like, buttoned Hawaiian down shirts. shirts and little bandanas. But they're unbuttoned and they're wearing like scarves yeah. and shit. And I was like, okay, this okay, is but it's really also gay. like clearly paradise is over for the two of them and now they're just having bitchy little fights because it starts with <laughs> Gyrick walking in and throwing a raw fish on the table on top of Trask's notes and he's like well you've been wasting your time Trask look what I caught and Trask just goes my notes <laughs> and Gyrick goes clean it and cook it for lunch and Trask is like I'm a scientist Gyrick not a fry cook <laughs> oh my god so fucking funny and Gyrick goes some scientist because you couldn't control your creations we've got to hide in this jungle for the rest of our lives <laughs> and Trask is like you were the one who wanted to kidnap Senator Kelly Master Mold was perfect and Gyrick is like so perfect he turned on us and they're just like having a little lovers quarrel know, basically I know it's like I, I don't know if they're like gonna start beating the shit each other their relationship or is kind of weird like smack each other and then start kissing each other which I, yeah we, we don't know what's the happening of this but it's also it's like, kind of fucked up it's interrupted by the sentinels who th- rip off the roof and- yeah I was gonna say within 10 seconds they rip off the roof capture them and then all the x-men are there and it's like boom 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 yeah. and i was like whoa yeah. what just happened it's how it's did we really, get here really fast luckily the x-men get there in time before the sentinels are gone because they like only just got those coordinates and immediately got there but anyway storm electrocutes one of the sentinels and she screams evil be gone but she's like <laughs> evil be gone and it's i was classic. like okay yeah and so then she gets blasted by <laughs> another wait, one wait wait i don't know what's happening but my note just says the X-Men are doing a terrible job. <laughs> they are. They're doing really badly here. So like Storm gets blasted by Sentinel and weirdly Logan turns around and screams Storm like he's really upset and then gets blasted himself <laughs> and like somehow that effectively knocks him and Storm out for long enough that the Sentinels are able to escape essentially. Like there's a couple things that happen as well here where like it, oh it's like they almost don't escape but in the end they do. Like it doesn't yeah. and then Logan and Storm have to hop back in the jet and then the jet follows the remaining sentinel who didn't get taken out by the X-Men. There were three, and now there's just one. And then Beast is like, the sentinels have taken Garrick and Trask prisoner, just like the professor. And Logan is like, but if they didn't send them, who did? So that it's like, oh, who actually sent the sentinels if it wasn't Garrick and Trask? Oh my god. It's fucking master well, uh, yeah, guys. I know. You think they would have been able to figure that out, but whatever. They haven't. And so then back at the war room, Morph is questioning a sentinel head, which is, I don't know how the fuck this is possible possible but like somehow morph also is analyzing the sentinel head that beast just analyzed and like finds a third set of coordinates that wasn't available previously and is like this is now something i can do and okay, i'm like i know, and morph's all, hacking I know and morph also just goes they're in the wrong spot but then they all go to the right spot so i don't know why he screams that but then well, i don't know okay, well, because also i don't understand why this happens it's just like that's the comedy of this episode but like He's like, they're at the wrong coordinates. And then the subtle head just explodes. I know. I know. I don't know why. And so, like, also Morph is like, I have to tell Scott. And then immediately he's like, no, I don't. I'm just going to go there myself. He literally alone. says that. He's just standing there in a room after the, okay. Talking the fucking to himself. Sub- like, the subtle head explodes and he goes, I have to tell Scott. No, I have to do this alone. And, and I'm like, like literally, literally why? why, dude? Why? I don't so he get it. Anyway, don't he, know. he hops into, like, one of the little lego jets and leaves by himself and he's going to the sentinel lair which is the same because the sentinels are also at coachella by the way yeah well underground coachella (laughs) so xavier's been strapped to this metal plate and he's talking to master mold and is like what do you want why have you brought us here and master mold is like from the two traders i want nothing more than the use of their hands but from you professor i want something infinitely more personal I want your mind. And Xavier okay, is like, what the how? fuck? Also, how would that work? You I know what, Master know. Mold? Here's the fucking stupid explanation Master Mold has. A cybernetic link would increase the unique powers of your mind a thousandfold and place them in my uh, command. What you humans up, would Master call Mold. high irony, using the greatest of all mutant minds to help eliminate mutant kind from the planet. Okay, so this doesn't make sense to me for like three reasons. First of uh, all... Because none of those words were real? None of those words make sense. You, you can't take a human brain 
brain and connected to a robot brain but sure let's pretend that you can whatever fine <laughs> even if you do that why does master mold still want to destroy all the mutants that was a program from like ages ago like I why don't does know. he still even care wouldn't he just want to destroy everyone and like rule the world why I does he give well, a shit about us destroying mutants still it makes no I sense because that's what he's programmed to do that's but all he why knows is that still his program like, uh, who knows i just i i felt like it was really what weird else to could it take be? us back to that and instead of having him be like i'm just going to destroy I, I become everything. self-aware like he hasn't become self-aware though is basically no. what that shows is that he's like i'm still obeying my original programming but i then know also he's like i need to take trask and Gyrick prisoner even though they made me and i'm apparently still obeying their orders on some level like that was very weird to me it doesn't yeah, matter but it didn't it doesn't like quite hold up right but you're you're right anyway xavier's like you're mad master mold and master mold's like a machine cannot be mad professor that is a human failing i actually loved that line i thought it that was fun, a good line and it's delivered in a fun way where master mold is like smirking a little bit i liked the animation of i his know face me there. too it was and then fun. and then all the x-men show up, show up all again just in time once again the x-men are busting in being like hands off or at least that's what cyclops shouts and then logan goes yeah his brain stays put and then like 60 sentinels attack them and once again it just doesn't go well for the x-men at all like, uh, no it's like they can't fight and storm gets buried under rubble and starts freaked out and yeah, storm and like beast is saving her going badly and it's just so bad and then suddenly like fucking morph, morph shows, shows up, up and he's the only one who can fight the sentinels by okay, turning into but all he has is a gun except then he turns then he becomes into, omega like, red and like he's like immediately gets omega red's tentacles don't know how I that kind works i've understood that like i get that the so he has omega red's tentacles and he uses them to trip two sentinels and i was kind of like well i guess if he can transform his body he the ten, the tentacles would be kind of like ropes and but see then he like he turns have... into sasquatch also and uh, yeah, suddenly gets no super sense. strong and then well i guess it makes sense that he could grow wings and turn into angel and fly that around. part makes sense yeah he turns into warren and like quickly saves storm while but, okay, having wings this, this is and also he turns into Longshot and like has somersault oh, powers i don't so I, that's funny. what that's what i wrote that note that i was <laughs> like I was like, I don't understand why he's turning into these characters that he's shape-shifting into. Also, he didn't meet any of these characters. So, I know, like, he doesn't know what? who the fuck any of them are, but for some reason he's able to turn into So he was them. just at home. Well, no. Okay, you know what I bet happened? I bet Sinister just like showed him a little slideshow of like every other <laughs> X-Men, and he was like, I want you to have the ability to turn into all these characters because I want to fuck all of them. So Morph, you're going to need to turn into all these guys for me. He's, and Morph he's just like, like you, okay. need, you need to watch all... He just gives Morph a viewfinder from the 80s and just like has well, I mean, some Mr. people Sinister switch it. has been recording videos of every single I mean, that is true. In the entire series of the show. So Sinister does have video footage of literally everything that's ever happened. So he yeah. could have shown Morph all those things and been like, you need to learn how to do all these characters like mannerisms on everything that they do. But anyway, Morph somersaults as Longshot or whatever. And then I don't know. He's doing a whole floor show. Off against Master Mo- <laughs> he's doing a little, he's doing <laughs> so a little like gymnastics dancing. routine by himself. <laughs> And then he shoots at Master Mold. This, again, it explains a lot of my writing back in my teenage years. It really does. And so then <laughs> Master Mold is like using these weird additional metal spikes sticking out of his head to like crawl over to people. Kind of like that head in the thing where it like grows extra legs. Yeah, it's got like little spider legs. It's yeah, kind of yeah, creepy. Yeah. It is creepy. And so then the Master Mold head is like crawling towards him. And then as that's happening, Morph has the flashback again and somehow manages to snap out of it enough that he like sees the stalactite tight over master mold's head and shoots at it with the gun and then it falls onto master mold and like and master mold explodes. just goes no <laughs> and then he, then he explodes then everything in the then entire fucking cave just starts exploding i don't know why it's I just think like it's supposed to be like by shooting that stalactite morph caused a cave-in like i, I think no, i think it's more like master mold was linked to all the sentinels and once when he was down all the other sentinels also had to explode i, I don't guess. know it's just like an easy final boss fight where now suddenly everything's exploding and so morph and storm run up to xavier and like storm flies them both out of there in just in time and then the cave fucking explodes yep and then it cuts to the x-mansion and morph's just like i'm not gonna stay here because i'm not ready i'm gonna go back to weir island and continue working on myself and logan's like please stay here i don't want you to leave and scott's like i think this is a good idea <laughs> it's really funny but it's also like- i'm like well 
I was not expecting this, to be honest. I was expecting the end of the episode to be that Morph would be like, it turns out that I conquered my PTSD by just running into a situation that triggered me and now I'm better. But luckily the show didn't I mean, do that's that. really not how that works, but okay. I know. I, instead, it's Morph being like, so I realized that I managed to stand up to the Sentinels and save you guys, but that was actually a horrible idea. I shouldn't have done it. It was wildly irresponsible for my mental health and I need to go back to Muir Island and like continue working on it. And I was like, wow, I was expecting the show to do that i don't know i i just wasn't because the show when it comes to mental health has historically been so irresponsible that i was just like no well they're probably gonna fuck this up but the reason why they don't probably is for plot reasons because they really just don't really want to have morph as a consistent character so i know this is it's just like a one nobody shot cares episode. about morph and that's it yeah i mean i guess this is the closest that we're gonna get to politics Although I was also thinking about like the Sentinels, like this isn't an interesting example of it really, but like the the story of the Sentinels is always like, oh, you create some sort of technology and it gets out of hand and it's, it's obeying its programming, but it's doing it to an extent that you never could have imagined, except that isn't really quite what this episode is. Like I would have been interested if the Master Mold, if Master Mold had been like, you know what, like now I've created my own program programming or like now i've superseded gyric and trask's you know invention or whatever and now but I'm none gonna of that's do this. happening but that doesn't really happen like instead he's just like i just want a cool new set of armor so that i can kill mutants even more effectively and it's like okay but you that's not where i thought this was going but all right i mean i guess it's fine i it's not the most interesting set of villains in the world at least according to this episode but like morph and wolverine are pretty gay and that's fun i don't know i mean i think this episode wasn't supposed to be aired in the way that it was so I don't think it's supposed to be like the opener of season four. I don't think that was the either. ever I the intention. I think the two Proteus episodes, the double parter that I think we're going to watch next, I think those were supposed to be the Or maybe the one was with Bishop. I don't remember. But yeah. also remember the last three episodes of the last season were supposed to be in this season. Not yeah. that that makes it any better, but like it's just a strange place to start. It is a strange place to start, but I had read that this was supposed to be the third episode of the season. I'm not sure what the two... I mean, it doesn't really matter either way. Because, it really doesn't. I mean, I mean we've maybe already Explain where Gambit and Rogue are. I don't know. Or maybe, Jubilee. Maybe. But I mean, I, I, there's not a lot of politics here other than dealing with trauma. And I, I honestly, for once in the, the X-Men, the animated series, we get to see Xavier not deal with trauma incorrectly. And this, he actually does it correctly where he's like, okay, so let's, let's address that you have it. Yeah. And like what specifically is triggering it? And if it's triggering it, like, let's not put you in that situation until we find a safe way to do that. Yeah. And like, and like, you know, you build yourself. Basically, kid friendly explanation of it to be like, it's self confidence, but it's like, and from my, my own personal experience of trauma or anxiety or fear and all that, especially trauma going through and dealing with it, which is actually something I'm going through right now. I'm actually going through just a lot of old shit that I just never dealt with. I can do it now because I am self-confident now to do it. But like for a long time, right after it happens, you really can't like the worst thing you kind of can do is trigger it on purpose to make it feel better. Like in this episode, they, they handled it correctly where they're like, don't go somewhere where you're going to like be immediately triggered until you're able to deal with the situation and you're not ready yet. Like you haven't like, it's giving you horrible flashbacks and it's it's nice to see that that's a nice little message to see thrown in there it's like it's it's not saying that like because it puts trauma sort of like not in a positive or negative light it's like okay so here's the trauma but like it's still causing you problems but how do you then deal with this trauma so what are your next steps going to be it's it's nice to see xavier not immediately be like well i'm just going to go in your brain and erase the trauma so you don't remember it at all and until you like get triggered by it again and that yeah i know that's what i was expecting to happen but that didn't happen yeah i was expecting that as well and i also like that moira as a character is presented as like she doesn't have human powers so all she can do is like just freaking old school therapy like she doesn't all the she doesn't have any other like way to help them other than like these human methods which is kind of nice that then morph ultimately is like you know what i'm gonna return to just 
the old school stuff. I'm not going to do like Xavier brain deletion. Like, I don't I don't want to do that. I'm going to get out of here. I know. I, I, I just think it's like a nice thing that the show is basically like Morph made a mistake by doing this, even though he technically won this particular battle, because yeah. that is such a like flashy battle where he's turning into all the different characters and he's like, and like jumping around and spreading and off shit, shoots the stalactite and perfectly lands on Master Mold's head and destroys everything. I was like, fuck, this show is going to end up going in a direction where it's like and he did it and he conquered his own problems and i was just like i don't know about this but then they ultimately were like no he didn't actually do it like he still has to work on himself anyway pretty good wasn't expecting that no neither neither was i that was kind of like cool and you know i do want to point out that it is nice to see in this episode uh wolverine you know morse boyfriend being supportive Mm -hmm. to him through his trauma and his friends being supportive to him through his trauma so it's like it's like here's good relationships of people trying to help you you know Uh although morph takes it the wrong way being like annoyed in the background but even that was just really funny but even though like morph (laughs) was like but i'm not useless i'm like okay but nobody said that dude we're all just trying to help you out so yeah you know and i like i like that storm's compassionate towards morph and she's like can you even imagine what that's like that's terrible and like storm has ptsd so like has been able to imagine like having to face her fears because they're constantly being used against her so, you know, if anybody can imagine it, it's Storm. But she's still yeah. really, like, compassionate about it, which yeah. is cool. So it's, it is good to see trauma dealt with in that kind of light. So, but that's it. There's nothing else happening there here. There really isn't anything else. Um, uh, do you want to do... Do you want to rate the episode or do... Well, we should talk about who's gay first. Okay, we can do that. The So who is gay? Was there well, any gay characters in this episode know. besides all There's of them? There's just no gay characters. I don't even know who was really gay in this episode. <laughs> okay, well, I have to give Wolverine and Morph the top award because the I entire mean, episode is about them and that About them, and also, I can't conceivably believe that the writers didn't know what they were writing. They must have known how gay they were making them at this point. Come on. It, like, I mean, I don't know. Some of the lines know, in here, I, it's like... I, I'm also like, how straight are the people writing this show that they can't conceive of how gay this seems? Like, is this just a situation where they're like, oh, we had no idea? Okay, but is there, are there really a bunch of straight men sitting in a room writing the scene being like, this doesn't seem gay? Like, I mean, possibly. I mean, I don't oh, you know, know what? Honestly, honestly, that does explain a lot of the straight white man quota of like doing something incredibly like gay and then they're like that's not gay and it's like okay <laughs> i don't know but i guess i also want to give a, a shout out to trask and gyrick as well because yeah it was i was really gonna say that they to see the old boyfriends back together again and their own like except it's like not working squirrel. out yeah i know but it's all they're always having stupid fights and it's always really funny and i just i'd sort of forgotten about them for a long time i we knew that they had like fled the country and i don't because but, like i think it's funny to see evil boyfriend villains you know like they're like we're dating but we're also evil and we also don't really like each other but this is all we got i know know? it's really funny i enjoyed them a lot i enjoyed their little safari outfits together and them getting the roof ripped off while they were in the middle of a stupid fight about which of them was going to cook lunch like all of that was very funny to me and i enjoyed them so they get to be number two they get to be the runners up scott being the jealous boyfriend slash former lover oh yeah that's right gets, i guess that's in there too honorable mention from me it's all about it's all about wolverine and morph though it I mean, is i mean who doesn't want that guy they Everybody just need to, to like have an episode where they're just hardcore making out for all 20 minutes of the episode and then at the end and like in the background scott just looks annoyed the whole time <laughs> that's almost what this episode was and then honestly. and then gene goes I sense that they're in- interested in each other. And we're like, thanks, Jane. I sense two people. Wait. <laughs> I sense three two people. people making out. Wait, who's this third one that's looking at them? <gasps> Scott. <laughs> I don't know. Poor Gene. 
<laughs> anyway. I don't know. I mean, poor Jean, maybe, except not on this show because she's boring as fuck. I mean, that's why poor Jean, though. She's never going to get to do anything again in it's her awful. life. Like, I know. This is it for her. I mean, she may as well go the way of Jubilee and just not even be on the show anymore because <laughs> oh, it doesn't God, even matter. terrible to say. I know. I, well, you know what? We'll see what Rogue and Gambit are up to. Maybe those guys will come back. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, Rogue and Gambit just need their own show based on this show. <laughs> Probably. Mr. and Mrs. X. Anyway. Do you want to rate the app and then read your mail? Or yeah, I'm going to get it like three out of five X's. It's fun to watch, but it's not, it doesn't have anything no tangible. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. fun and gay. I was going to so. give it a three as well on the exact same logic. I really enjoyed watching it and it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't actually matter, but no, it's it really doesn't. fun. And if you like Morph and Wolverine, then it's all the more fun just for that reason. It's all the Morph fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's do some reader whale. Mail. Weedle mail. Weedle mail. Uh, so we do have reader mail today. The first email is from Danny. And Danny writes, Hello, Maddie and Ryan. Thanks for the show. I've only started listening over the past month, and it's really helped me decompress during a stressful and busy time. I have a few questions and comments, and I apologize if any of them are repeats, as I'm not current with the mutant ages yet. Okay, so you're not going to hear this letter for, like, a while. <laughs> I know, right? I was listening... <laughs> That's a good point. I was listening to your X-Men commercials episodes, and I freaked when you mentioned the Pizza Hut video cassette tapes, because I got into the X-Men as a little kid from those same tapes. We had Night of the Sentinels on VHS from Pizza Hut, and then whatever we recorded off the TV... I watched whatever episodes we had on VHS over and over again growing up, which brings me to my first question for you. Does a mall baby eat chili fries? (laughs) (laughs) You know, people have asked us this before, and there's no way to know. There's just no way to know. You got to watch the show to find out. (laughs) Yep. Um, I don't know if I consciously picked up on any of the gay subtext until X2 came out. I was 10 and hadn't come out yet. But the X-Men cartoons and comics meant the world to me as a kid. I found Rogue's Tale especially moving as a kid, and I was glad to see you both liked it on rewatching it. I, however, haven't really come around to Mr. Sinister, and I like the Juggernaut and Apocalypse. When I was a kid, I was diagnosed with a learning disability that affected reading, and I basically learned to read from the comics my big brother would give me. The earliest, biggest comic book impression was left by Generation X, which planted the seeds of my longtime love of Emma Frost and Jubilee. Okay, thank you. I love Generation X, and those are like two of my favorite characters because it's fantastic. Uh, Generation <laughs> X is great. Like New Mutants is fantastic too. Generation Generation X is like the '90s take on that. It's fun. Also, you need to like learn how to love Mister Sinister because he's wonderful. <laughs> well, Just putting that out there. If they listen to the show for long enough, they will maybe i know maybe understand uh, at least why we like mr sinister my brother introduced our tabletop role-playing group to your podcast and now we're all fans Woo-hoo! Oh, <laughs> that's, that's awesome so nice. uh for our first session we played a one-shot x-men version of fiasco where our team consisted of gambit emma frost future version of mystique present version of mystique rogue <laughs> and storm this is already such an x-men that's thing so awesome plot points included a doomed future where a virus has turned everyone into a chronoversion mystique monster cool or and then storm rogue and emma go shopping and then emma <laughs> frost then emma frost kills professor x for abusing his powers in typical professor x fashion great do you guys play any tabletop rpgs have you two ever considered re- recording an x-men tabletop rpg session okay no and no but i kind of like the idea of that Yeah, maybe we should uh yeah i'm not that into tabletop games but i can i I mean neither am i that's just not my my thing i've done them before plenty of board games and i've I've played a little D &D, and i did do like like, some other things it's never really been something i've i'm super into but i think that would be a really fun that would be really fun that'd be such a fun podcast we would have to get (laughs) rye onto the show for that we would we need to enlist some other friends to help with this i think so that it would be a full game but yeah i think that would be fun and maybe we could put it either here on the youtube channel that we have for the mutant ages because we put let's plays on there and this is kind of more of that type of a deal Um, i don't know this might be cool as a podcast too organization on our part i don't know the podcast of that sounds fun but well i'm definitely gonna take that into consideration but we need to 
find an X-Men tabletop RPG, which I think well, does exist. Well, it sounds exist. like they created their own based on a pre-existing I guess like if you know how to game. do tabletop, you could do that, but that requires yeah, somebody really that can that do that. we have that level of experience, <laughs> but we could just adapt a tabletop game to be the X-Men, and maybe it wouldn't be very good, but we could definitely improvise our way out of a paper bag, so well, you need, you need we a good, do that part. <laughs> we would need a good dungeon master, and I don't even know one, so I mean, like, I've that's crazy to, to say. One. I, you know, oh, every time okay. I play tabletop, games i'm always annoyed that i'm not in charge of it because it's me and honestly i'm surprised you don't feel that way okay but i feel like i I have a requirement if we are gonna do this okay now this is gonna become a thing that we're gonna film if we are gonna do this we all have to wear capes and like we have to dress like the hellfire club and you need to be emma frost okay great that sounds great (laughs) I right, don't anyway, know okay. where my Emma Frost costume is currently, but if I, I can know. find Maybe it Gita again, has it. then I will do that. Anyway. So, uh, anyway, they continue to write, you've mentioned the Generation X film a few times, and I'm not sure if you've brought up the fact that they cast a white actor as Jubilee and got rid of her Chinese background. Oh, did they? Uh, yeah, they did. I'll talk about that in a second. I have a story of how this happened in my head, but when I went back to fact check it, I could only find an interview with the director claiming the script did not mention Jubilee's descent by the time he got it, and oh. he had auditioned Sandra, Sandra O oh for Emma Frost. So, like, that's just what happened. Oh, um, that's too bad. Yeah, Ugh. it is. She's whitewashed the movie, but the movie's still good. So, yeah. Um, well, I, we'll okay. Watch so to answer it. that, I'm. I might make us okay. So we we do an X Men film in between a season of any of the shows we're watching. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna do that one next because I think yeah, doing because Wolverine Origins next is too painful, and we, we we're will not have ready. to do it eventually. <laughs> but I just really, I really love the Generation X film more than any of the other X Men films that have come out. And my my defense in that is that the Generation X film actually feels like the X Men. Where I mean, X Men One and X Two are X Men E, but Generation X are like really nails what the X Men were, which was like a school with maybe eight students and they were teenagers and like, like, and the characters were actually in character. So even though the white actress played Jubilee, she was still Jubilee. Really weird. It's hard to picture Jubilee as a white girl, but I know, I know to be prepared for it so that I, I at least know I have time. They made some weird changes in that movie too. Like Husk and Chamber are in the movie, but they had actors cast as them, but they gave them different powers because they didn't know how to like animate those powers yet in Mm. the nineties. Weird. So like yeah. it is it is strange but it, it it does feel like more of an X-Men film than any of the X-Men films do. It's definitely goofy though. So right. anyway, I I love that movie. I'll keep on talking it forever. Um, <laughs> okay, so cool. finishing up, sorry this email is so long. Last question. I started to see Professor X at some point too, but Emma Frost, who literally starts off positioned as a villain in the narrative, never stuck struck me in the same way. Why do you guys think Professor X's abuse of his inherently creepy and morally gray powers reads differently from characters like Emma Frost and Jean Grey? Well, we can answer that because neither of those characters fuck with people. Like Emma sometimes does, but she never does what Xavier does where she goes into somebody's mind. And, she's and like, like deletes shit. <laughs> and like also, well, she does do that sometimes, but she like goes in and like doesn't give people personal trauma. Like yeah. that's not her, her goal. Um, but also, it, like, she is presented as a villain sometimes, so I feel like that makes it not more forgivable, but more explainable, because it's like, this is a character who we already know we aren't necessarily always supposed to see as doing the right thing, whereas Professor X, I mean, he's not always presented that way now, because, like, at this point, the comics have presented storylines where it's like, oh, Professor X isn't who you thought he was, and, like, that's sort of yeah, accepted, Yeah. but at least in this show, Professor X is supposed to be, like, the good guy, and in the movies, he's usually presented that way, and so then it's really weird when he's doing those things. For Jean, same deal, like, she has the Phoenix, so she has this whole, like, villain plot line. I, I don't know, I, I just, I don't feel like Professor X's villain stuff, like, people don't really think about that because most people are just familiar with this show or the movie. So they're right. like, he's a good guy, and they don't I know, they're see like, that other no, stuff. Oh no. I mean, like, Jean, when she's a phoenix, she does some horrible shit, but, like, my thing with Emma Frost, though, is that this is, this is the, the, the difference between Xavier and Emma, is that both as a leader and as psychics, they both will cross boundaries where they shouldn't, oftentimes, but they're reasoning for doing it are very different where xavier's is very selfish and uh he does not consider the person he's hurting and he doesn't even really consider the greater scheme or his overall plan he's just thinking about what he needs to do and it's very much xavier xavier like xavier seeing people as a means to an end yeah yes he doesn't see people 
as people really i mean he's, he claims he does because he's like mutant rights but this is where emma and him differentiate because emma will also cross boundaries and do things but what she is doing is like she'll i mean she will like totally kill a dude if it's going to be the better sacrifice for the the greater good like it's she's not doing it because she wants to kill somebody she doesn't she's not going and invading somebody's mind because she wants to do that she's she does it because she's like somebody has to make the bad call and somebody has to be the bad guy so i'm just gonna fucking do it because otherwise shit's not gonna get better like that's that's her reasoning where xavier's like i'm doing this because i want to be presented as the savior to everybody you know yeah it's like and emma's totally selfless about it it's like it's like that's the difference and like emma's like gotta make the do the wrong thing for the right reason and xavier's like gotta do the wrong thing for the wrong reason it's pretty much <laughs> breaks down to that so I guess so. I feel like it's also really hard to make any sweeping generalization about characters that have been around for decades and have had so many different storylines and different writers. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm sure you could pick out certain points in various comics where, like, Emma hasn't been that way that you just described or, like, where yeah. Xavier has. And, like, that's part of why it's possible for people to like characters that have done terrible things because, like, almost everyone has. But you can, like, point to other decades of comics and be like, no, I like this version of them that was, like, in this particular storyline. Yeah, so, and like, this story where he wasn't a piece of shit. There's right. that. So. And I get that. And, like, I, I don't know. It's it's part of why comics are so weird because there's so many of them and there's I so know, many storylines. Especially lines. with the X-Men. And it's, like, not yeah. consistent all the time. Uh, so one more email. Okay. This is from Gary, and Gary writes, Hey folks, I had a cursed realization during your latest episode. I need to <laughs> confirm if it's real or if I'm imagining it. Is Xavier's name meant to sound like Savior? I thought oh, of that. Oh no, is it? I, I don't know. I had thought and immediately hated it, so I had to spread it to you, assuming no! it's not already a known fact. Enjoy this curse and pass it on, Gary. I hate this. <laughs> I don't Wait, think that's do the reason. Think- do you think that's true though because they do sound similar they do but like that would i feel like that would only work if because like if they had started off and if it was like xavier meant savior and magneto meant something else but magneto doesn't mean anything it just means magnet with an o at the end (laughs) (laughs) so i don't think i I don't do i do feel like the reason they named him savior is because they wanted his name to start with x so they could have x-men be the name like i don't know what order those things happened in but i do feel like that's why his name is xavier like it has to be right because it sounds cool it's charles xavier i don't i don't think it was that much i don't I, it I, might not be. I, it's still like a funny headcanon, though. I don't um, know. I'm just going to like hope I never hear this again. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Great. Thanks for the, the, thanks for the, thanks the email, for, Gary. Thanks for ruining <laughs> this. Because Xavier didn't do that Gary on his own. He did say it was cursed knowledge. and they He were right, did. He and... warned us and we just still were like, <laughs> well, we're going to read it anyway. It, now we now all know. Now we've cursed everyone with this. Uh, time to purge it is time (laughs) to purge are we done is the episode over it's time for yes and there's no uh, character spotlight of this week because of our new no new characters introduced that we haven't talked about so Mm -hmm. you get a nice short ep this week everyone which is probably nice considering you're probably all still listening to x-men 3 which is three hours long so it is but i hope you enjoyed it because that was a great app it was great to have i enjoyed recording it so it was fun so also we've got plenty of other fun things that we do for example we have a youtube channel we do we do and we play video games on there and that's been fun so right now we're playing the yeah yeah, right now we're playing the quake uh mod it's not a mod it's an actual game it's called x-men ravages of the the apocalypse but it's yeah it's made in the quake engine and you're shooting all these clones of the x-men that mr sinister has made so that's a thing that's happening yeah it's really fun definitely not cheating <laughs> anyway, those videos are fun, and there's a bunch of other old videos of us playing other X Men games, and also like cosplaying as the X Men, and like I don't know, goofing around. It, it's a great YouTube channel. You should Being check a couple it out. of X Men pals. We have a Twitter, which is the Mutant Ages. We're individually on Twitter. I'm at Mitty Myers. I'm at Ryan Pagella. And we have all the other social medias facebook instagram tumblr yeah we're on instagram tumblr and all that we update twitter the most but Mm -hmm. i i do update facebook pretty regularly and it would be great if you are a facebook user to just go in and give us a like because it increases our visibility and to increase our visibility on itunes and other platforms you can go and leave us a review if you don't have anything you need to say you can just like leave us a five star that would be 
I go, you could just leave us a five star. Yeah, yeah. Please, please. I mean, or you could leave us a one star, but that would be really mean. A five like, star like, would be great. Just, just give these, I'm just like demanding our listeners to give us five stars. Yeah, what a jerk. Or five X's as the case may be. But also if you want to support us, we do have a Patreon as well because we're a completely yeah, we fan do. supportive po- podcast and we've been posting stuff up there lately. So yeah, go and, it's and support really us there. Appreciated. Um, we're really enjoying playing all these games and recording all these podcasts for you and everything. It's awesome and fun, but it's always nice to be able to pay our hosting fees, pay for the games, pay for supplies, lights, everything, batteries yeah. for all the equipment we use. Like the oh list goes my on, god, so. can we talk about how batteries just die so fast now? God, they are they not do. the same as they used to be. They can't be that, or we're drawing too much power from the same kind of <laughs> Magneto? batteries. Anyway, magnet. Uh- <laughs> Magnet <laughs> Oh my god, that needs to be a cereal. Magnetos. And it's just like Magneto holding a bowl of cereal with a bunch of O's in it. Yeah, and they're just and like little magnet. Oh my god, little magnet marshmallows, like it's fucking lucky charms. Yeah, except it's just a bowl of metal and it's like not healthy at all. And he's it's like, like, get your iron. He's kids. like, eat it. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, on that note, we're done with plugs and we'll see you next time. Yep, see you next time and call me Wolverine. Or don't. Or call me. Or maybe you already have. (gasps) Who knows? Go check your messages! Okay, (laughs) bye! The Mutant!